I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember. Last year, I set off on a reading adventure I called my Year of Fiction, choosing a specific genre or theme in adult fiction for 12 months of reading. Discovering so many new genres and authors to read was amazing, but also bewildering. I gave up my structured approach after completing my year-long reading project, but after a month or so of picking up books at random, I realized I needed to find structure in my reading life again. The right framework frees up my reading life, keeping me focused on enjoying the book in my hand instead of feeling pressured to pick up the next shiny new read or distracted by the hundreds of other titles on my TBR lists. That's why in this new season, I wanted to detail specific ways I approach my reading life. I hope my reading journey helps you find what works for you. This is Season 2, Episode 3 of Reading Like an Adult, and in this episode, we're going to ask the question, what kind of reader are you? A friend who's as hooked on reading as I am recently shared two new books she was excited about. I looked them up, of course, and immediately knew I wasn't interested. One of the shiny new titles was a suspenseful read that kicked off with a death, and the other was a sweeping family drama. In my early days of reading adult fiction, I might have immediately added both of the books onto my own TBR list, simply because my reading friend was excited about them and I had no idea at the time what I liked or didn't like. But thanks to my year-long fiction project, I can be confident, most of the time, when a book is or isn't for me. With the exception of Tana French, I typically don't want to read books involving murder. It's just not my cup of tea. I'd rather dive into a great non-fiction read, like Michelle McNamara's I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which I've read and plan to reread at some point, or Anne Rule's The Stranger Beside Me, which I haven't yet found time to read after adding it to my TBR list years ago. I'm also not big on complicated, dramatic family books. Any cover copy that talks about sweeping, generational, epic, complicated family sagas is going to make my eyes glaze over, but that's just me. Seeing those two titles from my friend and knowing they weren't for me was good news because my TBR lists are already ridiculously long, and it's helpful whenever I can filter out something that I'm 97% sure won't be a great read for me. To get to that point as a reader, I think you have to start with the foundation of knowing why you read. In this episode, we'll outline seven different reading personality types that show the spectrum of reasons why people pick up a book. You may connect with one or two or all of these approaches. There's basically no wrong reason to read, but I think it's important to pinpoint why you read in order to inform what you're going to read. The seven types of reader we're going to talk about include the aficionado, the adventurer, the companion, the identity seeker, the multitasker, the structured reader, and the serial reader. Note, I partially base these types on Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Personality Framework, which I highly recommend as a way to get to know yourself better. You can find a link to her quiz in the show notes if you haven't taken it yet. The first type of reader we'll talk about is the aficionado. I think we can all be this reader at different times. The aficionado wants to read every bestseller and critically beloved book. This is the reader who wants to be in the know and sees books as an important part of the art world. The aficionado tends to shy away from genre reading and often pursues the, you should read this book. Having this kind of moment as a reader can be a lot of fun. I love hearing about a big, buzzy, critically acclaimed book and knowing exactly what people are talking about. 
it's fun to be in the know and it's also nice when you can connect with a bunch of other readers who loved the same book. It's also a great way to expand your reading repertoire since you're not the reader who always turns to the exact same comforting genre. The pitfall of this reading type, however, is when you want so much to have read all the books you should read that you end up feeling stuck finishing reads you aren't connecting with. If you tend to read a ton of shiny new fiction and or a lot of critically acclaimed literary fiction, maybe try looking for a fun genre that intrigues you or go back to an old favorite for a reading reset. The next type of reader is the adventurer. I think this reading approach parallels the rebel tendency and Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies framework. We probably all know this kind of reader. It's hard to recommend books for them because they want to find their own reads and often someone else's suggestion makes them want to go in the other direction. They're too spontaneous for library holds. They're always looking for something unique and new. They're not drawn to picking up a series and they don't like book clubs because the structure feels too confining. If you're this reader, you know what you want to read when you see it, and that confidence in your reading life is a huge strength. It's important to be able to filter out everything you don't want to read. But I hope you also don't close yourself off automatically to what could be a great read just because it has a sequel or is the first book in a series. For adventurers, I'd suggest letting yourself pick up the very first book in any series that intrigues you without feeling obliged to read the whole thing. Most of the time, the first book in a series is going to work fairly well as a standalone while giving you a feel for the rest of the books. You don't have to feel pressure to read all of them unless you get hooked. That's what happened to me when I read Confessions of a Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella, the first in what's currently a nine-book series. I told myself I didn't need to read all of them. I just needed to start the first one and see if it was for me. It definitely was, and I ended up reading all nine books in the same year, something I did not see coming. The reader type that does want book club structure is what I'm calling the companion reader. If it's not super obvious, this is the readerly obliger. This reader enjoys being able to discuss a book with friends and likes or maybe even needs the structure and accountability of a book group. The companion reader sometimes struggles to read without some kind of outer accountability, whether it's a friend who's reading the same book or simply the pressure of knowing a book needs to go back to the library. This type likes to be in the know with popular books that other readers love, but doesn't necessarily care about awards or critics' reviews. I strongly relate to the next type I'll talk about, the identity seeker. This is the reader who looks for stories, both fiction and nonfiction, that show relatable human struggles and encourage character growth. This reader always wants to know, what am I getting out of this read? What do I relate to and what's something new that I can apply to my own life? This reader seeks new perspectives and ideas and wants to grow through reading. For me, the pitfall was that I spent years with an imbalanced reading life. I read a lot of informative nonfiction and didn't invest time into finding fiction I loved. Reading became too much of a self-improvement checklist. I needed my year of fiction boost to get me excited about reading again. The multitasker is a reader we'll probably all be at some point in our lives. This is the busy reader on the go, someone who doesn't like to or can't currently focus on one thing for more than half an hour or so. The multitasker is drawn to audiobooks or ebooks, partly because they're instantly accessible and partly because their only reading time happens during their commute. They would always like to read more but don't have enough time. 
I'd just like to remind this reader, and every reader, that it's okay to find the reading time that works for you. We'd all like a leisurely afternoon to read for a couple of hours, but that's not realistic for most people. If you can only read via audiobook on your commute, or for a few minutes on your Kindle before bed, you're still absolutely a reader. All those odd moments add up, and you'll do a lot more reading than you would if you waited until you had a free afternoon. As an upholder, I relate to the next type of reader in my framework, the structured reader. This reader wants a strong, active reading life that they're in charge of. They want genre or comp titles as a framework for choosing reads, and they don't tend to like book clubs because they want to choose their own reads in their own time, and they probably already have a long, detailed reading list going. This type of reader is great about making time to read and bringing context to each read. The downside is that the structured reader tends to get stuck in a framework, forcing themselves to finish a book that's not working, getting trapped in a reading list, and not being able to make time for something they really want to read because they feel obligated to follow their own structure, forgetting who made it in the first place. Definitely not something I relate to at all. The last of our seven reading types is the serial reader. If you love to get hooked on a series, this might be the reading type that fits you. You tend to be character-oriented and to look for a community of readers who are also devouring the same books. There's definitely overlap between this reader type and the companion reader. One of the downsides of being a serial reader is that serial readers like to devour a series as quickly as possible, but then tend to get stuck in their reading life not knowing what to pick up next. If you relate to that problem, I'd suggest finding a couple of different options for your next read before you finish that last book in the series you're loving right now. There will be another series out there that you love, I promise. For any reader who gets stuck, here's a couple of ways to reboot your reading life. If there's a specific genre you're loving, like fantasy or suspense, it can help to look up your current favorite author's own favorite authors. If you're loving a V.E. Schwab series, maybe check out Neil Gaiman's storied and diverse backlist. If you're impatient to get a hold of your copy of The Heart Principle by Helen Huang, then you might enjoy picking up the Bridgerton series, which Hoang lists among her favorites. You can also try searching for book recommendation lists that specifically include books that kick off a series. Modern Mrs. Darcy recently posted a list of 15 breezy romance series for when you need an escape. That's a great example. I'll share a link in the show notes. Different seasons of life mean different approaches to reading. You'll probably relate to several of these types over the course of your reading life. All of them have pitfalls, but all of them have their strengths, too. Reading a lot or a little, reading all the buzzy new titles, or only rereading old favorites, stacks of print books from the library, or a bunch of Libby checkouts. The only important thing is that you're still reading. Thanks for listening. You can visit readinglikeanadult.com for the show notes with all the titles mentioned in this episode. This episode is written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordan Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, we're going to talk about books I stopped reading and why it's important to check in and reset when you're stuck in your reading life. I can't wait.